This is The Playbook. All problems are the same size. All questions are the same size. All solutions are the same size. They're just all the same size. They just are. We, we like things to grow arms and legs, right? We, and what happens when we allow a problem, a challenge to grow arms and legs, we're actually giving it energy and we actually are giving it more validity, more statistical success in our life and more energy. We're actually creating more resistance. We're giving it power. You're giving it power when you have that problem and you, and, and you, you create it, it gets bigger and bigger the problem. All problems are the same size. All questions are the same size. All solutions are the same size. They're just all the same size. They just are. So how do we frame it? For me, I've learned to frame if there's something that's really bothering me now, a challenge, I use a catalytic framework to, in order to pr suppress the challenge and give it no energy. So I'll say, what if, you know, I adore my mom, as everyone knows, I can barely talk to, about her without crying. She's done so much for me. What if this problem, someone told me, you got six months to solve this problem or we're gonna kill your mom. Would I solve that problem? Would it be a big deal to me? No, I go ahead and solve it. There's nothing, my conviction would be way up here and my convenience would be way down here. Nothing would stop me from overcoming that challenge. If that was the framework that they put me in. You don't overcome this, you know, this challenge, keeping your business in business for the next six months, your mom dies. I guarantee you my business will be a business. A quick framework can shift our perspective, not only in time, but in importance of what we're doing and take away all the energy of the problem. Relating back to rule number six, raise your hand if you know rule number six. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take yourself so goddamn seriously. I know. If you use rule number six when things get so stressful in your personal relationships, your professional relationships, in your conviction. Now, when you tell yourself, don't take yourself so seriously, it also works the other way that if you take yourself so seriously, we like to reward ourselves when we take ourselves too seriously. And that's when we start providing ourselves convenience. I know one of my mentors said, one of the biggest faults that you had, how you lost all your money, was you somehow kept this, you know, this sports analogy that, oh, I won this game, I should reward myself, right? Big deal clothes, what do you do? You celebrate, right? I always thought being positive meant using all your energy on the positive celebration side and don't use it on the negative side, right? They both waste energy. And I think about that when I'm framing challenges that I have, disappointments. What is a challenge, a resistance, or a disappointment in your life? Anybody have a definition for me? How would you define it, Jeremy? Something you're putting negative energy towards. Something you put negative energy for. Jesus, you have one? Anyone else? I would suggest you look at every problem, challenge, resistance that you have in your life is that it, uh, this occurrence is not what I planned. Now, if you look at it in that direction, you frame, frame it into the context that this is occurring and it's not what I planned, right? I got, in, I got a flat tire, my you know, wife left me, somebody passed away, you know, my kid barfed on me. There, there's a million things you can say <laughs> that can happen that you don't plan, that ruin days, weeks, months, years, and lives. 
I just had a friend commit suicide. And he was one of these people that allowed things to ruin his day, his week, his month, his year, and now his life. All framework. And I used to just tell him, dude, it's just things are happening in your life that you're not planning. But when things happen in your life that you're not planning, you immediately say, the world is against me. Why me? This sucks. It is all determined on who you believe is executing your plan. If you believe you are all-knowing and omniscient and that you already have all the lessons of the universe figured out and you have lived to your potential, then I say, yes, I would be very agitated, aggravated, frustrated, and even negative if it wasn't going as planned. This is where faith comes into play for me because I believe there's something, someone, some source that has a bigger plan for me. So when I make a plan to try to get to my potential and it doesn't work out the way that I planned, I'm grateful because I remind myself, oh yeah, somebody else has a bigger plan for me, a better way to get there and create less resistance. I allow it to happen. I can look and say, oh, this relationship didn't work out because there's some better relationship coming. This wasn't good for me. This was holding me back. This was wh whatever it was. Oh, this job let me go. Oh, thank goodness, because there's something that is better for me. I'm going to grow and accelerate. Not my plan. It's such a great way to see and to frame what you're doing that actually now you can have complete conviction towards your plan but allow inconveniences and look at them in a different way. Yes, it's inconvenient when your plan doesn't work out. Right? I drove home uh, from here last night. We got back later than I wanted to. It, it, it was a productive and accessible day to almost a record point. I wish I could have got it all down and codified because I still look back to yesterday. And then all I wanted to do was get to sleep. And my main concern was you're gonna stay awake from here to your home. Right, which is about, literally, without traffic, 12 minutes away. And I get on the freeway, and it's fine, I'm awake, and all of a sudden, all the stop brake lights came on because they're doing construction. And my initial reaction was right into ego-based consciousness. This isn't what I planned. Right, I started going through, how am I gonna wake up tomorrow at four? It's already past 11 o'clock. I pass out by 11. I'm not supposed to be driving at 11. Like all these things, you know, my plan, and all of a sudden I'm giving energy and the traffic is getting worse and worse in front of me. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get to bed till one. Where can I get off? Right, then I stopped, dropped, and rolled. And I said, oh, thank you. I have a little bit of time now. This is what I planned. I got a little bit of time now to decompress from my day. And think about all the things I'm grateful for that I got to do in one day of my life that most people don't get to do in their entire existence. And I started just by waking up at three and all, and I just started going, and it was so funny as I'm thinking about this and putting into the framework and the inconvenience went down and down and down and down and I started thinking of all the conveniences and my execution on my conviction for the day. And ironically, when I did so, all the traffic I never understood traffic. I don't know how a Harvard civil engineer could explain it to me, but why all of a sudden it would just open up.
Have you ever been stuck in traffic and be like, why am I, I get it when you pass by a looky-loo accident, I get that, or someone's in the middle of the street, but I just don't get why all of a sudden, if it's two lanes and everyone's going 15 miles an hour, all of a sudden it'll just open up to 65. But it did. Because I put my trust where I wanted. I put my faith and my energy in all of those things where I want. I truly put the trust that there's a bigger plan for me. And if you don't believe that, which I didn't when I was younger, let me tell you why I think you should. Because it beats the alternative. It's that simple. Maybe that comes with age. It just beats the alternative. That's why people ask me, well, how, how can you believe in, in past lives and future lives? Beats the alternative. I'm picking the better option. I know belief is a portion, at least, of what I uh, contribute to my happiness. And I want to feel good and be happy in this life and be productive and accessible. The more happy I am, the more productive I am, the more accessible I am, the more things are allowed in my life. And if I'm making choices on the best option, I'm going to choose the better option. Do you want more in your life or less? It's a better option. It's a better option to say, there's a better plan for me. And this is proof. Not, poor me, once again, not my plan. I love the success in my life, the happiness in my life, because when you connect the dots backwards, it proves and validates what I believe. Because there's no way I would have planned my life this way. All the inconveniences, the challenges, struggles, which I love. But can I move myself to a point where I can love it while it's happened? It's like learning to love what you do. Can I move myself to actually love the traffic and shift immediately and say, oh man, I'm lucky. It's 11.30 at night. It's going to take me an hour to get home for three exits. I'm so lucky because now I have time to think about how lucky I am or grateful I am or really think through what's you know, challenging me and how I can overcome it in that framework of what it is. Usually when I do that, all green lights. All green lights. The minute I start thinking I'm late, I'm not going to get there, all red lights.